0: Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vanden and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org, or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Well, hey, everyone, welcome back to the show. I am really excited about this week's episode because I love this topic. We are wrapping up this week, uh, the short mini series that I've been in uh, on our identity in Christ. And this week I've titled this episode, Unleashing Your Potential. Unleashing Your Potential. Again, this is the last episode In this mini-series, we have not even scratched the surface of who you are in Christ and really doing a deep dive into your identity in Christ. And so if you missed last week's episode, I mentioned that I created a free resource that is available to you. Um, You can click the link in the show notes or simply visit SheRisesMN.org and you can find that free resource underneath the resource tab. And that free resource is really exploring and and seeing more really kind of doing a deep dive if you will into your identity in Christ I list out several pieces of who you are and um, I give corresponding scripture references to support those pieces of your identity in Christ and so take advantage of that maybe you want to do uh just your own personal Bible study and and just really go through each each and every one of them and allow the lord to to speak to your heart about specific ones, or maybe you want to begin a small group in your home, or, you know, you're going to just meet maybe someone, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're a mentor, maybe God has called you to mentor someone and you're taking someone underneath your wing, or maybe you have a teenage daughter kind of go through these things with with people. Yeah, meet someone at, at the coffee shop or invite people over to your home or whatever the case is. This is just a really needed topic. And I think especially for women, we need these reminders. We need we need to be reminded of the truth of who we are in Christ. All right, so potential unleashing your potential. If you have never been told before, allow me to tell you, to speak some truth over you right from the get-go, right from the starting gate, that you have God-given potential. There are gifts lying within you, placed there by your creator, God you didn't create them yourself you just you know didn't happen to be born with a certain skill set or just happened to be really good and excel at a certain area of life god created you that way there's a lot of intention and purpose in the uniqueness of how god created you and as it relates to the gifts and the potential that is lying on the inside of you he placed them in there on purpose for a purpose maybe you have maybe you have dismissed them because you have looked at them and viewed them as insignificant because maybe it seems less needed than say what someone else might be doing or maybe you're listening and you said that you're just really not sure what those gifts are you know maybe you are someone listening today and Maybe it's the first time you've ever been, you've ever been told someone has ever spoken that over you, that you have gifts, that you have potential, that there's something on the inside of you placed there by creator God for a purpose, for a reason. Maybe you have, you've doubted those things and, and maybe, maybe you're, you feel like, I don't know what those are. I keep hearing that I have gifts. I've, I've heard that before, but I don't even know where to begin. I don't know what those are. Well, Welcome to the She Connects podcast. Welcome to this week's episode. This episode is for you and it's really for anybody, but I really believe that specifically if you fall into one of those areas that i just described that maybe those that's that's your thought you're just you know kind of been wrestling this out this episode i really believe is going to be helpful and add value to you looking at jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5 it says before i formed you and so this is god speaking here okay before i formed you in the womb i knew you Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Okay, so let me just apply the brakes here and sort of unpack that scripture verse. What I really want you to focus on and really pull out of there is that God formed you in the womb and knew you before you were even born. I mean, I know that we in our humanness can't even wrap our minds around that, but It's in the Bible. God said it. And so we activate our faith to receive it as truth. And so... We read here that God says, I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Okay, so Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah is actually written by Jeremiah, and he was a prophet back in the Old Testament days. And so God is speaking and saying, this is what I've called you to do. This is the potential line on the inside of you. This is a gift that I have placed on the inside of you for the generation, for the world. And, you know, and so here we are in 2022 and we're still gleaning from the book of Jeremiah so clearly. Jeremiah, just really stepping into what God had called him to do, had a far-reaching impact, probably far more than what he could ever think or imagine, right? There's Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, God will do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever think or imagine. So the gifts and the potential lying on each and every one of us, has a far-reaching impact than we could ever think or imagine. So when when we look at Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5, we can't just box that in and say, well God is only called prophets or God is only gifted people in the prophetic or kind of like that when God is specifically speaking this is what I've called you to do. Okay? So but I I want to like I said, I I really wanted you to To really pay special attention to the first part of verse five, before I formed you. So personalize that, okay? As God speaking to you, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I knew you before you were born, and I had a plan for your life. 1 Corinthians, so Jeremiah is in the Old Testament, so now if we look in the New Testament, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 13 through 36, and of course that's a lengthy passage of scripture that. I don't have time to read here on this week's episode, but I encourage you to open up your Bible and and read that because it is really good. But in that passage of Scripture, it talks about the body as being many members and having various functions. Okay, so we know that if we only look with our natural eyes and read that passage of Scripture and only apply it to our physical bodies, we miss the deeper meaning, what is, is wanting to be communicated through that passage of scripture and applying it to the body of Christ. So capital C, church, the body of Christ. So like our physical bodies, there are many Members of our bodies, and that passage of scripture talks about that. So we have a foot, we have eyes, we have hands, and and so you know the the foot wouldn't look at the hand and say, "I don't have any need for you," or you know, "I I'm insecure uh, <laughs> because you have a different function than I do." When the foot and the hand are both needed. They both function differently. They both offer something different to us just in our physical being, but they're both needed. They're both valuable. So he, so the author of 1 Corinthians and really God himself is communicating that in, in the body of Christ, even though there are many members in the body of Christ, Each person has potential. Each person has gifts. And no matter what those gifts are, they're all needed. They all have value and they all matter and they all have a far reaching impact to reach people for the glory of God. When we look at this week's episode, I really want to focus on A man named Moses. So, we're going to go back to the Old Testament, way almost to the beginning of the Bible in the book of Exodus. And I want to look at a man named Moses. And in Exodus chapter 3, it details an encounter that Moses had at a burning bush. And Exodus chapter three, verse four, Moses, so he's out, you know, doing, you know, what he does. He's a shepherd at this time. He had fled Egypt and you can read about that. I don't have time to get into all of that, but he he had been raised in Pharaoh's court and, you know, all of that. Well, some things, some things happened. He actually went to protect someone and he ended up killing an Egyptian. And so out of fear, he fled and, and he ends up on this side of, of the mountain. And he lived there for many, many years. And he's now at this point in the book of Exodus, a, a shepherd. So he's out doing what he does every single day and he is shepherding a flock. So he's up on, on this mountain. And in Exodus chapter three, he has this incredible encounter with God. And in verse 4, Moses sees this, he sees this burning bush and he stops to look and then he begins to draw near. And as, as God notices that Moses draws near, he begins to speak to Moses about his plan to deliver his chosen people from slavery in Egypt. So the very place that that Moses had fled, he observed the slaves, the Hebrew the Hebrew people really being mistreated by the the masters and, and being whipped and their conditions were just horrible. Again you can read about all of that. But God says to Moses, "I have heard the cries of my people, and I want to deliver them from slavery, and I want to bring them out. and uh, I want you to be that deliverer. And so in this in this encounter, this exchange with God, we see a man in, in Moses questioning God's choice, just like, really, God? I mean, are you not aware I have a history? in Egypt. I have a I I have a past that I ran from. And Moses, we see this we see and I think that we can really really just kind of relate to some of Moses's own insecurities and doubting his ability uh again, you know, probably even which understandably so, I think we could all really understand probably even a a fear to return to the place that he fled because remember he had murdered an Egyptian. And so, you know, he, he fled the consequences of that. He, he, he felt like I, like he didn't know what else to do. There was no, no other option. And so he just, he ran and, and really he was running for his life. And so all of these things we see in Moses that we can relate to, doubts and fear and insecurity and, and just really all of those things added up. And he draws this conclusion that, you know, God, you have the wrong, you have the wrong person. I am not qualified to do what you are asking me to do. And so in Exodus chapter four, it opens with Moses asking, what if they don't listen to me? So, you know, God and Moses they're having this, you know, this conversation, this exchange, God really keeps coming back and saying, nope, you're the one I've chosen you. It, it's you. And, and God is really trying to assure him, you know, and now is the time. And I've, I've called you. I, I've been preparing you for this moment. And, you know, Exodus chapter four opens with Moses asking, but what if they don't listen to me? And so, you know, it's it's almost like Moses is kind of beginning to entertain, sort of embrace the idea. Okay, so I don't know. I mean, I'm sitting here talking to you, God, and and okay, so let's just let's just pretend, you know, let's just okay, so what if I do agree to go? What if I get there and they they don't listen to me? And God answers. with a question <laughs> he doesn't necessarily give him just a straight answer God ask, answers him with a question and the question carries so much depth I, I I feel like God's question in in his response to Moses's question um I think that I could do just a whole entire message on the question that God answers Moses in response to his question. He says this, what is that in your hand? So Moses says, okay, so what if I do go? What happens if they don't listen to me? To which God answers with a question. He says, what is that in your hand? And Moses answered quite simply, a rod. And so we have to kind of pull back a little bit. We have to sort of zoom out, if you will. And we have to be able to look at this, not with our own natural eyes, with our own sense and reason, and really begin to understand and see this through the lens of heaven, through the lens of faith, and really, really see, God, what are you really asking here? You know, was, was God, if we just look at this with our own natural sense and reason with our own natural eyes, we can, we can draw just a simple con- conclusion that, you know, God must've been confused somehow, or maybe he just really kind of needed to be sure. Maybe he wasn't sure that that was a rod. It looked like a rod, but, um, you know, it was more of a, just kind of a, a looking for clarification type of question, but that is not. God's posture there that was not God's motive in asking him what was in his hand he wanted to help Moses see the ordinary in Moses's hand is actually extraordinary when used for God's glory let me repeat that God wanted to help Moses see the ordinary in Moses's hands is actually something very extraordinary when used for the glory of God. So Moses says, it's just a rod. I mean, again, I, I said, I mentioned already that up to this point, he has been a shepherd following sheep around, guiding them with this rod for many years now. He, at this point, had fled Egypt Many years up to, prior up to this point, and so every single day every single day when the sun rose and he you know put on his sandals and and put on his whatever you know his his robe or whatever it was that he wore to to shepherd the flock, and he grabbed that rod every single morning and he spent hours and hours and hours shepherding a flock that rod must have felt so ordinary to him that this is just something that i carry much like i put on i put on my sandals in the morning and so for you and i you know maybe Maybe some of the things that we are gifted in. So if we apply this to ourselves, we see that you know sometimes I think that that the gifts lying on the inside of us are are, are something that we have become so familiar with that we've lost the awe and the wonder and the the extraordinariness of what God has placed in our hands to to make a difference in the world but see when we start to sort of zoom out uh, and we and we look at the things that that God has has placed on the inside of us we really can begin to understand that what i have what what i carry what God has placed on the inside of me is really pretty incredible, and that God would choose me to be a blessing, um, however that looks in this world, and and to use my gifts to to bring Him glory and to be a light and and to offer hope, you know, speak life, and just be able to partner with the Lord in this world to make the world a better place. I mean that is really incredible, and and so I would just I would just say to you humbly if you're listening today and you're feeling like man what's in my hand I feel like Moses and and like Moses said uh, you know a rod it's just a rod and and maybe you're looking maybe you're thinking today you're looking at what what maybe you're gifted in and you're feeling like it's just and then, you know, fill in the blank, man, it's not just, (laughs) it's not just because God placed that in you for a reason and it's important and it has value. And man, if he didn't want you to operate in that gift, he would have given you something else. And so I just want to encourage you to celebrate Your uniqueness and the unique gifts and the unique potential that's lying on the inside of you. I think that so many of us, like, like I've been kind of heading down this, heading down this track that, you know, we can see ourselves in Moses sometimes, right? I know, I know I have before and, you know, sometimes I, I still can. Sometimes I still have those, those times where I, I feel like Moses, oh, it's just that or, oh, I just do a podcast or, oh, I just you know whatever, and and I think that sometimes we we can kind of look at ourselves when we when we look at those areas, those gifts, and the things that we're doing in the world, and we begin to disqualify ourselves, or maybe even dismiss what God has placed on our in our lives in our, within ourselves to to really bring Him glory in the world, and we kind of brush it off like eh, it's just that it's it's just that and so i want to ask you today have you been your own moses have you been your own moses you know forget about everybody else maybe overlooking you or overlooking your gifts or maybe not you know championing you forward in your gifts sometimes uh, sometimes the 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 mountain that needs to be moved is on the inside of us and and like i just said i know for myself i have been my own moses in other words i have been the obstacle that's been standing in the way of god using me in extraordinary ways through the gifts that he's placed on the inside of me so don't read a tone into that question when i ask you if you have been your own Moses. I ask it with a pure motive to help you perhaps see another angle to insecurity. You've you've heard me kind of mention throughout this mini-series talking about insecurities, when God wants you to be secure in your identity in Christ. If it helps, again, I'm being honest with you and I tell you that I have been my own Moses, and if I'm not careful, I can be again. But being set free is one thing. Maintaining freedom and living from that place is another. I have to be determined every single day, and you do too. We all have to. You're not alone in that. I'm not alone in that. We all have to be determined every single day. Allow me to explain. When we are hurting and feel looked down upon others, it's easy to cast blame on someone else. Confidence can be easily mistaken for pride. So often those who seem prideful are simply confident women. A confident woman carries herself differently and is often accused of thinking too highly of herself uh, and if you, um, that's really kind of a just a continuation on something that I mentioned in an earlier episode in this mini series. Women who have their confidence in themselves or things, on the other hand, feel threatened by another woman's gifts and refuse to offer a leg up because they they fear attention may be given to the one that they're helping instead of themselves if you admit like me that you have been your own moses in that you've compared yourself to another and based on your comparison decided you're not good enough again this episode is for you while you know listening to listening to this this episode can i humbly encourage you You know, open your hand, just, you know, just quite simply open, open your hand. And with your palm facing you, you know, no one else on the planet has those same markings. As you look at the palm of your hand, God created you with those specific markings. No one else on the planet has your DNA. No one else on the planet has your fingerprints. No one, no one but you. If being different from others was so bad, why would God create us with such distinctiveness? You were created in his image. That's found in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. He didn't create a mistake or look at you and think, "Eh, that'll have to do. Remember what Jesus said in John 8, 32. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. If you can perhaps see that you've been your own Moses in your life, let the truth set you free. There will always be someone who seems more prettier than you. There will always be someone who seems more popular than you. There will always be someone who seems more talented than you. There will always be someone who seems more educated than you. There will always be someone who seems thinner than you. There will always be someone, and fill in the blank, But there is only one you. There is only one you. Comparison is bait dangled by Satan in front of us to cause separation and division in the body of Christ. It holds us back, keeps us offended, and ultimately limits our effectiveness in advancing the kingdom in this world. We need one another all of us, and we need you. Ephesians chapter two, verse 10 reads, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We, including you, including me, all of us. Then listen to Psalm 139, verse 14. It's probably even very very familiar to you. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. Do you see that you are his workmanship and that his workmanship is marvelous? He is the master designer. Too, you may not have the same gift someone else has. You may not be able to carry a tune or be the next gourmet chef. But you have gifts. You do have something spectacular, extraordinary to offer the body of Christ and this world. So what can you do? What is in your hand? If God were to say to you today, what's that in your hand? Maybe these these are just some examples that I want to share just to kind of help the thought process. Do you like to teach others? Perhaps you should consider teaching Sunday school or a women's Bible study. Do you like to write? Perhaps now is the time that you sit down and start typing out those words. Do you like serving? Perhaps you should look into finding ways to serve alongside your church. Do you like to engage your community? Perhaps now is the time to see how you can help at the local homeless shelter, the library, or an elderly home. One of my dear friends, her name is Molly. One of the things that absolutely brings her so much joy and really has a far reaching impact and adds joy to the people that she um, uses her gifts for, she is really passionate about the elderly who are in a nursing home. And she comes once a week with um, a little bag of nail polish and, you know, like a, a nail file. And she, you know, it volunteers in the activity department and she paints the nails of of women who want to come these little these little old ladies who want to have their nails painted and they are so excited for that day of the week when they know molly is going to come with her little bag of nail polish and they pick out whatever color they want and she just sits and paints their nails And just engages in conversation with them, whatever it is that they want to talk about. And it just makes their entire day, it makes their entire week. Oh, I just love it. Maybe you are the one who's gifted in the kitchen. Look for ways to use that gift to help others. Can you bring a plate of cookies or a meal to someone who's recovering from surgery or has recently experienced financial difficulties? Maybe you're the one who can play an instrument or sing. Nursing homes are always looking for volunteers in their activity department. Are you crafty? Making something from home and blessing another with it is always rewarding. How about sending cards to someone for no special reason other than just to say, hey, I'm thinking about you today. What about visiting a shut-in? Be the best door greeter. I bet the people at your church and possible visitors would enjoy and feel blessed by seeing your smile greet them on a Sunday morning. How about taking a co-worker out for lunch just because? Do you like to sew? Sew a few blankets for the church nursery. Make a few scarves or hats for the homeless shelter. The list could go on and on, but I hope you can see there are numerous ways that we can use our gifts to bless other people. Advancing the kingdom in the world doesn't always mean evangelism and standing in the pulpit. The above mentioned areas that that I just gave as examples are very practical, but speak speak volumes to other people by doing something for another you are being an expression of God's love his hands and feet just because you are gifted what you're gifted in keeps you out of the limelight never underestimate the impact it has on another's life celebrate your uniqueness and stop wanting to be what someone else is because they have or do what they Because what they have or what they do seems more impactful or important. Romans chapter 12, verses 4 through 5. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Yes, we're different, but we were created that way. You were created with purpose and unique gifts for the kingdom. No longer use the differences you see between you and another woman as a measuring rod, but instead celebrate your uniqueness, the uniqueness that is on the inside of you and the uniqueness that you see in someone else. God in, you know, looking back at Exodus, the book of Exodus, and when, when Moses really answered and responded to God's call upon his life, God in his grace and mercy and incredible loving kindness gave Moses Aaron as a companion to return to Egypt with him. Listen, we are better together. Together we're stronger. Together we're better. Together we can do more. And in that togetherness. In that body of Christ, it includes you. All right, I hope that this was a blessing to you. I hope that this was encouraging to you. I hope that this really helped you to really zoom out and really begin to see that, you know what? What I have on the inside of me, what what really gives me joy in blessing other people it is needed and it is important. And it it might be different than what my best friend is doing or what my pastor is doing. But you know what? God placed this in me for a reason and I'm done apologizing for it or minimizing it or making it small or talking dismissively about it or looking at it as just seemingly, you know, just kind of ordinary because it's more than just a quote unquote, rod in my hand. Amen. All right. So next week, we are going to uh, begin sharing the sessions from the She Rises Women's Conference. So make sure that you tune in next week. Same place, same time. Have a great rest of your week. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much. And I'll catch you right back here. Same place, same time next week.